welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. friends and welcome to this week's podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ and our vision is to be a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith centered in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So glad that uh, you are back with us. We enjoyed having a little break for Thanksgiving holiday and now we're just jumping feet first into the season of Advent which is a truly, truly great time of year. And Always and forever. When I say we, I am talking about my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes, Pastor Stephanie. How yes, are you today? I am doing great. It truly is the most wonderful time of the year. And I we're going to talk about that yes, later. Yes, we are. <laughs> I just love uh, this time of the year. And, and uh, it was really neat because right before we started recording, right before Jeff pushed record, uh, we always pray. We always pray every time. And this is the first time that Jeff prayed for us before we recorded. And I was so moved by your prayer, Jeff, and the fact that you thanked God for the warm weather that we're having, because I have to say, I was convicted during your prayer. Like the Holy Spirit went <laughs> and like shot bolting, lightning bolts at my head because uh, in a loving way, obviously, because that's how the Holy Spirit does that. But while you were praying that, I was feeling convicted because I have been complaining about the weather. <laughs> And so as this, this is a woman who just returned from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> right. It is very true. So I came from warm weather and I often get very frustrated with Oklahoma because of the fact that when it is a particular season, Oklahoma has a an identity problem because it always thinks that it's another season. So if we're right. moving into winter now, it thinks it's summer and spring. And so I complained to a friend of mine the other day about the warm weather. And so as you are thanking God for the weather. I just have to say thank you for thanking God for the weather because it changed my heart and my outlook on how I should be thankful for this beautiful weather and not frustrated. Yeah, and of course, for those of you that don't know, Jeff Smith is our studio and engineer for our podcast. Jeff, you doing well today? I'm I'm, I'm blessed today. Now, uh, <laughs> you know that's that, that means a lot coming from you, Miss. It's true. Stephanie. I mean, I'm 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 a big winter guy, and you know, yeah. I want. Two inches of yes, you know snow. snow. Yes, because you love hockey, so hockey obviously and, you want some ice skating rinks yeah. and things like that. See, this but. is my kind of weather because I'm going outside and saying, "Gosh, why aren't we playing baseball today?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we should. This is doubleheader weather right it here. Is. It is. It would be when it, it when baseball season rolls around in March. It's going to be cold and yes. windy and miserable. Right, and probably will be an ice storm. It's probably so true. Okay, so I'm going to throw out a random question to y'all for Uh-oh. today to get us started on our uh, podcast episode because uh, it was very exciting this past week to be starting a new sermon series, Tis the Season, and DA started us off so great with uh, the the idea that it it is the season to be jolly. So since Tis the Season, the phrase, comes from a well-known Christmas song of Deck the Halls, halls, then I'm going to ask y'all, what is your favorite Christmas song? And it can be sacred, it can be secular. Or anywhere in between. So are we singing this or? Oh, yeah, you are. Are we on? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. You have one. I got one. Well, Fire away. He's going to sing it. <clears throat> oh, wow. He's, 
He's going for it today. Know, right? Selling out. Here we go. Can you put some cool effects on our voices when yeah. we sing it? That'd be awesome. Some echo. Right. Some, some voiceover stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd love it. Okay. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. There we go, right there. <laughs> so That's all you get. That's all you that, get. I was going to say, he has garlic in his soul. Right. right. <laughs> which which is soul. certainly, you know, an Italian thing. Lots of garlic in their food. Yeah. And, oh, I'm all about so, that. So tell us why. Why is the Grinch yeah. your favorite song? I, y'all really want to know? Yeah. So I've worked in retail for 25 years. I hate Christmas because of that. <laughs> <laughs> So that was always my theme song for yes. the past quarter of a century. Uh-huh. But uh, this year, you know, it's taking a different meaning. And, yes. you know, I'm, I'm looking at the back end of mm-hmm. the Grinch, you know, how I grew a heart. <laughs> yes. Some might say I don't have a heart, but later in the season, you will find out I have a heart. That you actually do. You know, that when you say that, I remember years ago, uh, we did a sermon series called The Bad News Boys of Christmas, and one of them was The Grinch. Oh, yeah. And tied that in, and uh, our good friend Larry Roach, if you remember, oh, wore yeah. Grinch costume. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, how funny. <laughs> it was just that wonderful. That is awesome. It was wonderful. Okay, Pastor DA, what is yours? This is a no-brainer. If people were in worship this past yes. Sunday, uh, they know. Hark the Herald Angels Sing mm-hmm. is my favorite Christmas song. Uh, for a couple of different reasons, I I didn't realize probably until I was in high school that in the Peanuts Christmas special, mm-hmm. uh, they sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Yes. You know, Linus is the one that tells kind of the yes. story from Luke, which, by the way, um, that is the only episode of peanuts where he ever is not holding his blanket oh really because in the scene where he tells the gospel of luke story he drops his blanket oh uh and then later when you know they charlie brown's got his charlie brown christmas tree yeah but everybody decorates it and it's beautiful yeah linus spreads his blanket around the base of the tree so those are the only two times you ever see linus when he's not holding a blanket but anyhow you know at the end of that when they start singing hark the herald angels sing it's like that, that's when it kind of dawned on me. I mean, Charles Schultz, the creator of Peanuts cartoon, was a uh, Christian. Yeah. And he, you know, you read stuff now, how bold he was to put that yes. into a Christmas yes. special, especially yes. an animated Christmas special back when that was done. But the, the other part of that is um, the, the Methodist in me, because yes. Charles Wesley wrote that song, mm-hmm. and just the depth of the meaning yeah. of that song of you know pleased mm. this man with us to dwell yes exactly you know, jesus our emmanuel i mean wesley would have written that song to help people know the story of the bible uh during the revival and maybe some people were illiterate or they especially didn't know the doctrines of the faith uh you know Hell, the heaven-born prince of peace. Hell, the son of righteousness. Yeah. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with... Uh, it's I just so good. Yeah. Preach that, that, it. That's, yes. my, that's my favorite. Stuff. So I how about you? I love that. Well, part of what I have to say there is that I just love the fact that that is such a well-known Christmas song. Um, but it, we also get lost in in it because we know it so well that sometimes we don't think about the words that right. it's saying, and they're so rich and they're so good. So my, my one of my favorites is a lesser known Christmas song, uh, and I actually had to look up the words to the 
um, first verse of the hymn, but I love the song "Lo, How a Rose Air Bloom," mm-hmm. and I like I like the more melancholy sounding Christmas ones like Bleak um, Midwinter, Bleak Midwinter, and things like that. I love that. But part of what I love about "Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming" is partially is the um, the way that it's written, the type of English that it's written in is hmm. really interesting because you really have to think about what they're saying. But the verse goes, Lo, how a rose air blooming from tender stem hath sprung of Jesse's lineage coming as men of old have sung. And I love that part because because it, it goes back to the promises. The, the prophetic yeah. out of the stump of Jesse. Jesse, yeah. yes. And you think about Jesse being David's uh, dad. Right. So it's not even, you know, we talk about so much the line of David, but even this goes back a step further right. to Jesse. But then it says, it came a flower bright amid a the cold of winter when half gone was the night. Mm. And I love that because again, it's kind of like Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It's the light and the darkness, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that Jesus is coming in the middle of what is cold and barren and and dead, he comes and he brings light. And I just love that. Wow. Awesome. So good. So <laughs> friends, if you're listening to this, we would love to know what your favorite Christmas yeah. song is and why. Shoot us an email. Give us a response. We would love to know that. Uh, but again, the... Um, the idea of tis the season comes from the old Welsh uh, mm. Christmas carol, uh, Deck the Halls. And, of course, deck was street slang in, you know, whatever century that was <laughs> for decorate the yes. halls. And, and it was a song that they sang when they were decorating their homes and decorating the churches for the celebration of Christmas. Uh, I You know, I stop and think that, you know, we... We, we talk about Christmas, it is Christmas time, but technically we're in the season of Advent, which right. is the start of the liturgical year in the church. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things it says in that song is, you know, fast away the old year yes. passes. And so it's saying, uh, this is the season. The old things have passed. This is new. A mm-hmm. Savior is born. And yes. uh, it just becomes a, a great way to think about the season. And, and when we talk about tis the season to be jolly... Uh, and, and I try to think, you know, and wonder what is it that makes people joyful, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I may use that word more than jolly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if you ask a lot of people, even, you know, people in, in the church and people of faith, um, they would say that the joy they express and that they experience this year, uh, this time of year mm-hmm. is really based on external realities, mm-hmm. you know hey, I got a new job, or hey, my children are coming to my house for Christmas. It's those extra, you know, external things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and part of what happens is we get to the place where people that that look at us from the outside would say, oh, you believe in God because you're blessed. Mm. Uh, And that's getting the sleigh before the reindeer. You know, (laughs) it, 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 it doesn't really work that way but when we think of the relationship between belief and and blessing one of the things we want to be clear on is our belief is not based yeah on the blessings we believe even if we're not blessed yeah that's so true one of the things too that i think people uh get a little bit backwards at times is that a lot of times in the church we spend a lot of time telling people that that your joy 
should be, you know, deeper, deeper flowing than your superficial circumstances, which I totally agree with. Meaning that, you know, if you're struggling in your reality right now, then, then God provides a a joy, like a peace that passes understanding, but a joy that runs deeper than your circumstances. So that is so good. But that, that means that at times, even if we are joyful, we may not always come across as being joyful because our circumstances are affecting our, um, Emotions, right? Happiness and joy are two different things. Two different things. Happiness is based on the external. Mm -hmm. You know, this is my favorite flavor of ice cream. I'm happy. This is my favorite (laughs) Christmas song that we sang in church today. Yeah. So, so I'm happy. I get to eat bacon today. Oh, I'm happy. Pause. I just just have to comment. You know, we have all these uh, Jake from State Farm commercials right right. now, where people are giving him things. Yes. And if you know, then there's one where she's just piling. I call them steaks, but. yeah. They may be roast. Yeah. And, and he's like, no, you don't have to do that. Until she piles the bacon on, and then his eyes get big and he stops talking. So it, It's so <laughs> true, right? It's so true. It's but a he, great thing. But, you know, joy is something that we can feel, yeah. that we can experience, even when we grieve. Yes. Even when something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can read in the New Testament where it says, don't let anything take your joy away. Yeah. Be joyful always yeah. and, and and we trust that that is a fruit of the spirit uh-huh. uh that, that when we're joyful this does not just come from ourselves mm-hmm. we can be happy yeah because of what we like but yeah. joy is the holy spirit within us yes and part of what i love about that too is that that there should be evidence in how we act of that deep running joy and this is where i think people get discouraged and i have been um I have been guilty of this myself, but uh, if we really are living a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit, which means that joy is present because it's a fruit of the Spirit, then then we ought to be able to offer a smile to people. Right. We ought to be able to laugh when people tell a good, clean joke. We ought to be able to be joyful, and it ought to come out in our exterior. And one of the things that's so interesting to me about this is um, when you just mentioned that we were in Orlando for right. the week of Thanksgiving. So we were flying back home on Southwest. It's a shameless plug. I love Southwest. Because <laughs> you get to pick your seats. It's awesome. So... We're flying back, and we had to fly to Atlanta, stay on the plane, and then fly on into Oklahoma City. Actually, it was on the way home. Yeah, and so uh, we—I don't know—we don't normally stay on the planes. Like usually, if we have a layover, you get off the plane, you get on another plane. But this time, we had to stay on the plane. So the lady who was the head stewardess or flight attendant for this flight was so joyful and it was so evident in everything that she did and I was marveling at watching her interactions with people because she uh, she just was kind and loving and saw each person as an individual that was worthy of paying attention to wow, in every yeah. interaction that she had and I wondered I looked around on that flight and I wondered to myself how many people are annoyed by her because Either you either love a person like that or you get really annoyed by them. And I think it is really sad when Christians uh, hamper or dampen our joy expression because we're afraid that we're going to annoy somebody or we're afraid that they're not going to understand or they're going to be frustrated that we're so joyful all the time. But to me, it's like, no, that stands out as something that when you look at it and you say, I want that. I want to be so joy filled that when I'm stuck on a plane for 
all day long, I still thank all the veterans that walk by, or I talk to the man that needs a wheelchair and make him feel special. It's yeah, comfort just, the mother whose baby is crying. Yes, or, exactly. Yeah. It just should be something that comes out in what we do. It should be evident. Well, the, the idea that uh, we uh, believe because of our blessing, it, mm-hmm. it really... It just doesn't work that way. It suggests that we can only be jolly, we can only be joyful if everything's going our way, mm-hmm. and and that's not the case. But I, I would say that a good self-examination for us is, is if we find ourselves going, you know what, I, I really do only believe when I feel blessed, mm-hmm. um, that part of what is happening is we're stuck in an immature faith, and, and I don't right. mean to be condescending, but it says as long as God gives me what I want, then I'm going to believe in God. Right. And and that is Santa Claus theology. That's not, right. that's not <laughs> biblical theology. Right. I, I like Santa Claus as long as he gives me what I want. Right. And, and yet when we think of that mythical figure, one of the things that stands out to me is if Santa Claus doesn't give us what we want, we either A, don't believe in him, right. or B, wow, I must be bad mm-hmm. because I didn't get, I, I must have been on the naughty list. Yeah. You know, it's a theology and, of whether you deserve exactly that you have it. to earn it. Yeah. Right. And so we, we don't believe in God because of the blessings God gives yeah. it. It actually works the other way. We believe and then we receive mm-hmm. the blessings. Now, mm-hmm. now having said that, I want to be careful because I'm going to, I don't want people to think I'm saying the only way you get blessed in life is, <laughs> right. is if you believe in God. Right. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, you know, the story that we looked at in the Bible was a story of Mary going to visit Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Mary uh, sees the angel Gabriel and he says, you know, blessed are you above not yeah. i think i even said among once i said i shouldn't say that blessed are you above yeah. all women uh and mary believed what the angel said yeah. you know she believed yeah you're gonna have a baby mm-hmm. not in a way that anybody's ever had a yeah. baby before yeah. uh but she believed and you know we we don't really look at mary the way some other christian traditions right. do but when they do talk about it it is the blessed virgin mary i mean she is still called blessed today because she believed yeah and and yet her circumstances i mean the the scripture in luke says she hurried Mm -hmm. out of town she could not wait to get out of town to go see elizabeth which was again about an 80 mile Mm -hmm. trip for her to to make um but compare her situation to zacharias yeah I, I love this comparison because if you read carefully uh, the passage about Zechariah when he is visited by the angel and the angel says you're going to have a son and you need to name him John and he needs to not, you know, drink wine and all right. this stuff. He tells him all the stuff. And Zechariah's response, if I remember correctly, this may be the Stephanie interpretation, but I remember him <laughs> saying something. a good some, translation. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I remember him saying something like, how can this be? I'm old. Yeah. You know, like, Which was what? the same, same yeah. thing Abraham and Sarah said. Yes, and, exactly. And, and, and again, Abraham believed. And it was credited to him as righteousness. righteousness. Yeah. yeah. But then when you look at Mary's interaction with the angel Gabriel, who comes to say, this is going to happen. I mean, okay, this is what's funny to me about this. Zechariah and his wife were going to have John naturally, right? right. I mean, so right. that makes more sense. Like if an angel comes and says, hey, you guys are going to have a baby. Hey, you might say, well, 
I'm old, but it's still possible. When Mary is visited by the angel, the angel Gabriel says, basically, this is going to happen in a way it's never happened before. Yeah. And she still believes because her response is, let it be to me as you have said. She says, tell me how this is going to happen. Right. It's not that that phrase that she says is so different from Zachariah's of how can this be? I'm old. Her phrase is different because her phrase is couched in faith because she's saying, okay, I get it. Just tell me how it's going to happen because this doesn't make sense to me. Don't you love that? I I love it because what I'm just going through my gray matter is Zachariah's (laughs) saying, can't happen. I'm too old. Right. And Mary's like, okay. (laughs) How are we doing this? How's this going to happen? Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, one is doubt and denial and the other is instructive. Tell me. Yes. How is this going to, the Holy Spirit, which had to, you know, just listening to you talking, that had to be so incredible because the Holy Spirit hadn't been given to everybody. Yes. And here's this teenage girl and- the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. Yes. And, and then when she goes in to greet Elizabeth and Elizabeth says, uh, or the scriptures say she, that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that the babe within her, you know, jumped with joy. The baby yeah. was jolly. Yeah. Uh, jolly John. So, you know, when, when we think about blessing and the relationship we have with yeah. faith, we, we believe in God. Yeah. And God blesses us, mm-hmm. and and God's almost always uh, going to challenge us. Yeah, you know, do you believe I can do this? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But God, sometimes I, I believe you can do it for other people. Yeah, I believe you did it through Mary. I believe yeah. you did it through Abraham. But this is but me. You know, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I love too this idea of blessing and and belief and the order in which it comes because um, with. With Mary, she, she, just by the interaction she has with Gabriel, you can tell that she is focused on God and who he is, which to me, I wish that we had. Wow, that's good. Well, I wish we had a biography or an autobiography of Mary's life up to that point, because when the angel comes to her and says, you know, you are favored and you think, okay, the 16-year-old or however old she was, girl, finds favor with the Almighty God yeah. such that, that he knows that when Gabriel comes and says, this thing that has never happened before is going to happen and she's going to be like, okay, I'm good. I'm good with that. You know, It's just amazing to me. I, I've got a 16-year-old daughter. You've got a 15-year-old yeah. daughter. Your daughter. I've, I've got one that's uh, 20 um, in January and another mm-hmm. one that's 16. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. thinking you had another uh-huh. teenager. So all of us have... A daughter that may have been about the yeah. age Mary was, and you know, again, I just I find myself saying that that belief it's it's yeah it really is a childlike faith. Yes, yes, you know, it is. God said this. You're not talking me out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and the fact that she was obviously focused on God and who He was says to me that that was probably how she lived her life. Yes, she was focused on who He was. Zachariah, in contrast, who was a priest. Yeah, I mean, also favored by God, obviously. Yeah. But in that moment, when when that moment of uh, truth comes and it's like, okay, are you going to respond in faith or not? And he, he almost focuses more on himself and his situation. My, right. you know, my situation is not such that what you're saying could happen, but Mary is focused on the nature of who God is, that God oh, can do yeah. anything. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Zechariah was focused on those external realities. Yes. Yeah, so, wow, mm-hmm. this yeah. is good stuff. <laughs> so let, let, let's keep moving forward. So jolly, uh, you know, tis the season to be jolly. And, um, one definition of jolly is to make some one or something cheerful or to make someone 
joyful. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, opened the sermon Sunday by saying that 90% of Americans celebrate Christmas, right. which is really amazing because not <laughs> 90% of Americans are, yeah. you know, professed believers in Jesus Christ. So you've got people that are atheists, people that are agnostics, people that are adherents to mm-hmm. other religions like Judaism, Buddhism, Islam, yeah. that, that also celebrate Christmas. I've got a good friend who's Jewish and he celebrates Christmas. Yeah, interesting. Um, and so... This this gives us, I think, in, in terms of how we accomplish our mission of making disciples, I, th- I think it probably gives us some leverage, if you will, mm-hmm. or at least it opens the door for friends that may not celebrate the birth of Jesus, but they celebrate Christmas right. to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and earlier you were saying this really is the most yes. wonderful <laughs> time of the year. And um, that's what I said is, you know, you could ask somebody, why do you think this is the most wonderful time of the year. So uh-huh. here we are in studio. <laughs> uh, we probably ought to have an answer prepared yes. if, if we're going to ask that. So yeah. why do you yeah. think it's the most wonderful time of the year? You know, my I think my answer is going to be a little uh, off the beaten path, maybe for some, but I was thinking about this earlier in our conversation that uh, th- it is interesting to me that the start of the Christian calendar starts with Advent. Right. And most people probably don't know that Advent started as a celebration and an expectation of the return turn of Christ. Right. So it's not that we are expecting Christmas to happen. That's really not what Advent was designed to be. It was designed to say Christ came once. Scripture promises come he again. comes again. So we are preparing our hearts for his second coming. And so to me, the most the reason this is the most wonderful time of the year is God fulfilled his promise in bringing Christ as a baby. And I know in expectation of faith, he's going to fulfill his other promise Absolutely. that Christ is going to come back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about you? You know, for, for me, one of the reasons I would say it's the most wonderful time of the year is I do think it is a time of the year when a lot of people get their eyes off themselves yes. and begin to think of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had the, the mission tree in our lobby and we had all the, you know, ornaments yeah. on there inviting people to provide something for a homeless person or provide something for a, a student whose family can't afford to get presents. Yeah. Um, and, and they're gone. They're just all gone. We, 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 we ran <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, but you know, my, my friend who is Jewish yeah. in, in the past, he has called and said, Hey, we want to provide, you know, Christmas for somebody else. So e- even though he is not a person of faith in Christ, yeah. uh, he, he wasn't thinking about himself. He, mm-hmm. and, and to me, he's trying to make someone else cheerful yeah a, a child a mom and dad that can't provide yeah. by providing that so jeff yeah. you want to weigh in you, on this um so i got a little different outlook <laughs> on life three, on this one. three different right, opinions and it. all of them are right that's right <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I some people might be offended you know i said earlier i i hate christmas but mm-hmm. it's it's because i worked in retail for yeah. 25 years you see the worst in people yeah, yeah. Sure you do this time of year mm-hmm. um and, and, you know, you, you want people to understand the reason for the season, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, is to spend time with your family, you know, and, and, and enjoy the company you got. You know, people get too wrapped up in what you were saying earlier, the mm-hmm. external right yeah, circumstances yeah. Uh-huh. Of, of Christmas and the holiday season to yeah. where they don't take in what this reason is really about mm, so you know jeff i'm listening to you and, and i'm like gosh yeah if i worked in retail and mm. you know i saw two moms throwing it down over a cabbage patch kid i, I realize yeah. that's very <laughs> 80s driven uh <laughs> gift giving there uh or, or see people 
cutting each other off in line and traffic mm-hmm. and other things. You know, we, we do see the impatience. It doesn't exactly make us sing joy to the world. Yep. Uh, you know, part of my hope for you and, and anybody listening that might have similar experience where Christmas is hard is that you discover it is a jolly season in oh, such absolutely. a way. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. One of, one of my favorite, uh, what always brought me back was, and I would encourage some of our listeners, if you have not experienced this, mm. come to our 11 o'clock Christmas Eve candlelight. Yes. It's it's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd, I'd be grumpy from <laughs> Halloween all the way up to <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes. But Christmas Eve on our 11 o'clock service, we sing one song. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we sing that song, it's like a light switch. Oh, yeah. that's good. It's always been a light switch oh, for me. I and I, I Well, don't leave people hanging year. in case they haven't been. I mean, the song. Uh, my favorite one's Oh Holy Night. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that one just speaks to me personally, and that yeah. always got me snapped into it for, you know, minutes before Christmas, if you will. So. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that, that, that's, that. that's actually the Christmas Eve sermon is because, you know, it's like this week is tis a season to be jolly christmas eve is tis the season to be holy because oh, uh, there's just such beauty there mm-hmm. well let's let's do another one uh mm-hmm. why is this the season to be jolly now mm-hmm. in the church we see the gift of the christ child but culturally again 90 percent of people in our culture are celebrating this but yeah. it's not all about the birth of jesus yeah. i think for a lot of them it would be jolly old saint nick mm-hmm. who causes cheerfulness and and you know, this this is not to slam that. I mean, we, we our children grew up believing right, in Santa Claus. Right. That, that was not a big deal right. for us. Uh, but that does, again, follow the idea that, oh, well, we, we believe because we were blessed. Right. And, you know, to me, that is an unsustainable mm-hmm. myth. I yes. mean, yeah, yeah, we believe Santa Claus is mythic, e- even with, you know, the, the tie-ins with St. Nicholas right. out of Russia and those kind of things. Right. But it's an unsustainable myth. Um in contrast to the birth of the Savior that sounds mythical, but it's actually historically verifiable. Yes, exactly. Well, and I, I love the definition. I love it that you brought out the definition of jolly because for me, when I have thought of jolly or being jolly myself, I think about me being cheerful and me being uh, happy or joyful. But the definition of jolly is to make some someone or something else right. cheerful or, or happy. And I just think that is the focus. That really is why it is the season to be jolly. It's the season to help oh, other yes. people well be, said. be cheerful. Mm. Well said. Yes. I was going to say, because when I think of cheerful people, I think you're one of the most cheerful people I've <laughs> ever you. met. You, you hide your frustrations well with me. As <laughs> uh, <laughs> do most other people on staff. I guess I'm a scary dude. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's beautiful. It's it, you know, and when I when I was preaching that on Sunday and, and shared the story about the boy who had to give away his truck, yes. I thought some people are going to think, yeah, that's when you just discover this greatness of generosity. Yes. Oh, I love that too. So, so good. Well, friends, I'm just so glad that you have joined us. I hope you've had as much fun as we have had. We're enjoying laughing together. I know it's been good. Uh, And we're really excited as we continue this sermon series. I really hope that you will join us for some great things that are happening. I believe this will air the day before we're having taste of the season. So if you have not set foot on the St. Andrews campus, we would love to have you on Saturday, uh, December 4th. We will have taste of the 
season here from 10 to noon. And all you got to do is come hungry because we have ladies and some guys who prepare these amazing samples for the Christmas season. And it's so much fun and it's such good food. So come and join us for that. But come always on Sunday morning, 815, 930 or 1050 or join us online at those times as well. And we will just really look forward to seeing you and have a wonderful week. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.